you are a private contractor, okay, you are a former Navy SEAL, but in addition to that, you are also a quantum physicist. Now, you might be saying, Dave, there doesn't techni uh, technically exist an individual that is both a, uh, you know, super special elite soldier and someone who is also, you know, a very advanced scientific individual. Now, just bear with me on this example. You are a Navy SEAL, okay, and a quantum physicist, and you have done your time in the SEALs, you've done your time in many different, you know, the CIA, the NSA, you've jumped all over department of energy you name it you are very very well versed you know the dia uh the dni all these different agencies you're very well versed in the extraterrestrial alien phenomenon. You've been given your clearances many, many years ago. And as a matter of fact, on the contracting end, what you are responsible for is something called asset retrieval. Okay. And basically relative to that of the NATO umbrella around the world of different world governments, your private contracting company is one of the handful of companies responsible for retrieving and quote unquote, cleaning up the messes made by uh, extraterrestrial crashes. Very similar to if you folks have seen the movie, John Wick, Regardless, if it's John Wick number one, two, or three, you know, the uh, the old uh, gentleman that John Wick hands those coins to every time John Wick is done, you know, murdering a bunch of people in that movie, and then, you know, three or four, you know, elderly gentlemen come and they clean up and all that kind of stuff. You're basically that. You're essentially that. Now, we can argue that's a bit of a, you know, mirroring drop feeding dissemination. However, you then are tasked, okay, by Lockheed Martin, by, you know, Boeing, Raytheon, Northrop Grumman, you name it. You are tasked by these much larger military industrial complex oriented contractors to try and break into a location like Area 51 because these contractors want to see if this deep underground military base, and this is just one of them of many, keep in mind, is penetrable. So you then assign yourself to go and do this on, on your own with a partner. So it's just two of you trying to break into Again, the deep underground military base. Now, the partner you bring along with you is also an employee of yours, but you also know that this individual actually has very, very substantial knowledge relative to what you know, and you know quite a bit about extraterrestrials, UFOs, you name it. You're very well versed. You guys end up breaking into the third or fourth layer of Area 51, okay? Because again, they want to see, these contractors want to see if it's penetrable by whether aliens or other external human forces, right? Or interdimensional forces. You get to the third or fourth layer within the deep underground military base. Things are going very successfully. No one's noticed you. The guards on duty there, even using alien tech, haven't noticed you, right? So again, just this gives you an idea of how advanced it is. You then get to one particular door, and then your partner looks at you and says, listen, I'm not supposed to say anything to you, but we're not supposed to get past this door. And you say, why? Your partner takes a big, deep breath and goes, look, math... And the advanced mathematics using the technology that we're that we have on our on our person right now on our bodies in order to get through these different layers of the base, it the math stops working. And then you say why? Your partner's face, your employee's face, as a matter of fact, turns white, and they say, "Look, we're I'm not really supposed to talk about this. We're really trying to get in. Let's just you know finish our mission here. They're observing us and all that. I'm not gonna say anything." But you press your partner. You say, "Listen, we're gonna stop this whole this whole testing op right now if you don't tell me." And then, you know, the contractors won't be happy, the whole thing, right? And your partner then takes a deep breath and goes, okay, listen, math stops working beyond this particular door because we need to shift realities. And you, in a certain way, are familiar with different realities, but you've never been given the clearance to get to that particular level. And you take, you say, holy crap. So your partner says, okay, fine, I brought something with me that could shift realities. Now, I know how out there this sounds, folks. I know it's a bit of a long example, but please bear with me. Your partner then literally takes out what looks to be a cell phone, except with one switch on it. He, he flips the switch and goes, okay, we can go through. And you don't feel a thing and you're thinking to yourself what the heck so after this you know this operation is conducted this test to see if it could be breached is conducted you are then summoned by the head 
of a particular company, we could say, you know, EG&G, Lockheed Martin, you name it, and they say, listen, how would you like to work in a more top secret clearance? And you say, yes, of course, not a problem whatsoever. That individual, that superior of yours, okay, takes literally the transcript that was recorded in that meeting, looks at you, his eyes start to glow, rips up the paper, as he's looking at you and says, okay, it's time for business. Now, with that being said, you will see why I gave such an extensive example, why it's going to come and how it's going to come full circle. But before that, I do want to give a handful of shout outs before we jump into the main parts of this episode. I'd like to shout out Erica. I'd also like to shout out Stephen Scott, a Lewis brother. I'm so sorry about last week with the shout out. Uh, I, I promise you this time around, I got to you. And Tom and Ashley, thank you so very much to the both of you for watching and supporting the show. I did want to say as well, we do have a Patreon. It does help support the show. We put way, way, way more types of content out on there, as many of you know by now. Zoom calls, uh, dark web data, all, all these different kind of things that we offer. Just head to patreon.com slash generation Z. Now, today's episode is called The Sun Stream, but the M is in brackets because, again, it's a bit of a confused and conflationatory operation, but using the seven rays to harvest inverted Kabbalah necronomicons. Now, let's break this down very fundamentally, and we are literally going to go step by step as to to what we are seeing here. So first off, let's take a look here at archive.org. This is actually Project Sunstreak, a briefing document package declassified by the CIA themselves. Now, the reason why this is called Sunstreak and the operation, or sorry, the title of this episode is called Sunstream is because, again, it just goes to show you the way in which operation names are slightly shifted relative to the way in which they are attempting to have people confused when FOIA requests are filed and things like this. Now, let's take a look right over here. Project Sunstreak started Stargate was an umbrella term for the intelligence community effort that used remote viewers who claimed to use precognition, clairvoyance, or telepathy to acquire and describe information about targets that were blocked from ordinary perception. The records include documentation of remote viewing sessions, training, internal memoranda, foreign assessments, and program reviews. The Stargate program was also called Scanate, Gondola Wish, Dragoon Absorb, Grill Flame, Center Lane, Sunstreak, and many others. Files were released through Crest and obtained as TIF files by the Black Vault and converted to PDF by that one archive, end quote. Now, again, notice how they even openly admit within this of the summary of the package, uh, the briefing packages. They're constantly changing the names over and over again. This is very, uh, as you know, Jeremy Riss said on our on our. Uh, our interview, our conversation, it's typical intelligence sleight of hand work. Now, let's take a look at what the Kabbalah is very quickly. And again, before we go into all this, I just want to say, uh, for those that are saying, uh, you know, that or that might think to yourselves, oh my gosh, Dave, you're missing this, or you're missing that angle of it, or what have you. I know, guys, guys and girls, I know there's a lot to cover, so forgive me if I skip over some things, and many of you, I notice, tend to fill out things in the comments, so I do appreciate that very strongly. The Kabbalah, okay, and I quote, according to Wikipedia, is an esoteric method and school of thought in Jewish mysticism. Now, with that being said, the Kabbalah also has is reminiscent and representative of many different other forms of cultures, ideological subscriptions. I don't want to say religions because, again, that would be confining our perceptive views and limiting that. However, we'll see here. Camden will be putting up some pictures of the Kabbalah shape and of the different types of, you know, the seven energies, the seven chakras, you name it. Now, let's take a look at what the seven rays are. The seven rays, again, according to Theos... 
theosophy.wiki, okay, and I quote, is a concept related to the septenary principle of manifestation of the universe. The seven rays refer to the seven primordial beings that appear on the highest plane of manifestation in whom are the seeds for everything in the universe. They permeate every plane of the cosmos, including the solar system, the planet, and sentient beings. Later, authors develop the subject further, assigning general characteristics to each ray. Now, again, the ray potentials, when evolved to perf perfection, will constitute in their harmonious union of differences the full achievement of the divine plan, end quote. Before I go on, let me just say that again, granted, because of this being sort of a mainstream media type of library or database, if you will, they're going to try and downplay an attempt to say that, you know, it's that of pseudoscientific thought. It's, you know, written within a science fiction books, you name it. However, let's take a look, for example, at what this definition means. Uniformitarianism, according to Wikipedia, also known as the doctrine of uniformity or the uniformitarian principle. Okay, is the assumption that the same natural laws and processes that operate in our present day scientific observations have always operated in the universe in the past and apply everywhere in the universe. It refers to invariance in the metaphysical principles underpinning science, such as the constancy of using and of, of cause and effect throughout space time, excuse me, but has also been used to describe spatial temporal invariance of physical laws. All right. Though an unprovable postulate that cannot be verified using the scientific method, some consider that uniformitarianism should be a required first principle in scientific research. Other scientists disagree and consider that nature is not absolutely uniform, even though it does exhibit certain regularities. End quote. The reason I bring up uniformitarianism, folks, is because there, it, there's a multi-pronged level to this. All right. And bear with me. This might be a bit of an extensive episode, but I promise I will bring all of this full circle. So we know, for example, that uniformitarianism just off the bat seems to be a, a way of thinking, all right, that those within the scientific community believe, which is that things are the way they are, and they've always been like that because we know the way they are, which first off, the logic in that don't even freaking get me started and how that doesn't make sense. But at the same time, when we take a look at some scientists, again, considering that it should be a required principle in scientific research, and others say that there is no uniformity within this universe, within the world that we live in, this is what's interesting. And excuse me if I read through some notes here that I wrote down. As you know, I normally don't do this, but the reason I wanted to bring this up is because Again, going back to the example of your partner at the beginning of how your partner saying, if we go past this door, math is going to stop working. Why? Very similar to that of you browsing the internet using, say, Google Chrome web browser or Mozilla Firefox web browser or Apple Safari web browser, okay? Whether it's on your laptop, your phone, your tablet, you name it, okay? And the reason I say this, and I'd like to thank uh, Ani, Maria, uh, Nat, all of those that were on the uh, Brandy, all of those that were on the Zoom call yesterday evening as of the day I'm recording this for stimulating this type of thought because I can't take all the credit, is that, again, math not working within this particular universe, which is why your partner in that example at the beginning said we have to adjust realities and your partner flips that switch, but you don't feel anything, is just like using an internet browser on an outdated operating system. It's like using modern-day Google Chrome, okay, and attempting to use it on a Windows 1995 computer. And I say this because, again, if we were to presume, uh, you know, relative to the electric universe theory, to the simulation theory, that there is uniformity in the sense of that of... Um, responsive actions or anomalies within this universe. We then have to think, what is the difference between science and magic? Not religion, let's put that aside for a second. Science and magic, which is an idea that I've been exploring lately relative to that of the Necronomicon. So, to finally summarize the final part of this, the Necronomicons, for those that are not familiar, are again, allegedly, you know, different forms of ancient esoteric books that could summon very, you know, negatively oriented spirits, things like this. It's been alleged that, you know, the Vatican is in possession of such uh, texts and, and what have you. However, here's what 
what's interesting that I find to be so peculiar. When we take a look at the fact that within this universe, mathematics could explain almost every form of quote-unquote magic that we perceive to be the case, okay? What we also need to realize is that mathematics may not work in, to a certain extent within this reality or dimension because we have not ascended to that perceptual level, similar to that of when you're using a web browser on an operating system that doesn't that, that is very outdated. That web browser is going to have the ability to browse certain parts of the internet, but that operating system, the core foundation of that computer, simply can't load up the images because it doesn't have the power. It's the same concept here, if that makes sense. I hope I'm not losing you folks. Now, this is where it's going to get very, very interesting, okay? MedicalExpress.com a wireless network controls brain circuits remotely via the internet, all right? A new study shows that, by the way, all the articles relating to physics, Medical Express, phys.org, futurism, you're going to see here, they've all been posted in the last handful of days, okay? A new study shows that researchers can remotely control the brain circuits of numerous animals simultaneously and independently through the internet. The scientists believe this newly developed technology can, okay, newly developed, put that aside, can speed up brain research and various neuroscience studies to uncover basic brain functions, as well as the underpinnings of various neuropsychiatric and neurological disorders. This is what gets very interesting, okay, because we f now find that we can have different ways of accessing the internet relative to quantum physics and physicists, excuse me, finding similarities between that of the composition of the internet and what we know to be the universe that we live in. Again, whether it's simulation theory, whether it's electric universe theory, or a composition of both in a Venn diagram sense is not for me to say. However, look at this right over here. WYSS harvard.edu November 29th, 2021. This came out yesterday as of the day I'm recording this. Team builds first living robots that can reproduce. AI-designed xenobots reveal entirely new form of biological self-replication, promising for regenerative medicine. Now, here's what's interesting. Don Phillips, and I will be playing the video either uh, Camden will stop my recording right now so Don Phillips' video can play, or we will put this at the, end, at the end of the episode. Don Phillips himself, former United States Air Force private contractor, former Lockheed Martin Skunk Works Division, and former CIA who passed away I believe in 2016 had said on record in 2001 okay that they had technologies that handheld devices that can not only diagnose but treat and cure things like cancer anti-aging you name it not only that but there were teams that were responsible for global asset retrieval there were also teams responsible for penetrating deep underground military bases to test and see how this would work now why do I bring this up I bring this up because Mr. Phillips for as rudimentary and nuts and bolts of an individual as he was understood as well that the way in which these beings, some of these beings, drew, uh, excuse me, drew, I, I was going to say drove, but manned or operated their craft was within the harmonic tune and balance of the universe. And the reason he said this is because he was attempting to send a subliminal message, in my humble opinion, relative to that of understanding magic versus science. Again, if mathematics were to stop at a certain level within this reality, okay, could it be possible that there would be anomalistic, quote-unquote anomalistic occurrences from the universe that are not so anomalistic, but in fact co are contrarian to the uniformitarianism proposal that allow for the manifestations of certain energies to not be explained by math simply because they cannot be in this universe. Just like, again, an internet browser running on a very old operating system. It just simply doesn't work. In theory, it's compatible, but you got to upgrade that operating system to, to, to for the browser to fully load it up. Do you see what I'm saying here, folks? That same type of concept. Now, we also have, if I'm not mistaken, Avi Loeb, the same gentleman, uh, Harvard astronomer, if I'm not mistaken, it, 
implying, I'm not going to say he said it, but implying that our universe may have been created in a laboratory by extraterrestrials of sorts. Again, people may not be ready for that, presuming that is the truth. But here's what's interesting when we take a look at these robots being able to self-replicate. The dissemination of the drop feeding is is is, is pu being pushed and projected in a way that humans no longer have control of the narrative. And, I, and we know this because... You know when they say you can't bring a horse that you can bring the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Well, I'd like to thank a good, good member of the show, Brandy, a very good member of the show, Brandy, for bringing this idea, sparking this idea to me. Excuse me, I just wrote it down very quickly. Uh, we see here, for example, you can bring horse to the water, but you can't force it to drink. But if they get thirsty enough, they'll figure it out, and at least you've moved them closer. Therefore, when it comes to the concept of self-improvement, and I'll get back to the articles in a second, self-improvement relative to these xenobots being able to self replicate we see there's two two aspects of it the esoteric aspect and the nuts and bolts aspect what we're seeing here seems to be an ai extraterrestrial agenda because we have these xenobots okay on the surface level of dissemination to the masses granted this is from harvard's website it's not on the front page of the new york times but we see the self-replication okay now by focusing on yourself internally, not selfishly, because there's a difference, but by focusing on yourself internally in an energetic sense, not the xenobots, I'm saying you, I'm speaking to you as an individual, as a human being, through gratitude and gratefulness, you will then over time project that and those whom are at your level or are close to your level will gravitate towards you sort of like magnets, like within our solar system, the way planets revolve around the solar system, that sort of concept of magnetism, gravity, attraction, it is that intertwining interconnection, uh, interconnected aspect that seems to be descriptive of what ancient texts refer to as magic now that's the esoteric side of things right when we take a look for example and that could be applied to you know whether you're, you're you're feeling depressed you need motivation that applies to every level emotional scientific you name it spiritual of course now we see here again this is the nuts and bolts angle, but these xenobots do not have that gratitude or self-worthiness, not selfishness, but self-worthiness to proceed. It all comes down to the different directions in which are being placed. Ironically enough, these xenobots seem to be more responsive to that of, again, certain types of frequential anomalies within the space-time continuum. How ironic, how convenient that the Necronomicon seems to be able to summon precisely that. Let's take a look at this right over here. AtlasObscura.com, the history and mystery of Yemen's well of hell. The first ever expedition to the bottom of a startling uh, desert sinkhole found wonders, but only natural ones. Again, October 20th, 2021, as of this year, give or take about a month or a month and a half ago. The significance of this particular well, if we scroll down over here, is that we're going to find, all right, very quickly, and I quote, there was a concern more sinister than reptiles and spirits when Al-Kindi finally reached the bottom. Unexplored ordinance since 2014 yemen has been in the midst of a bloody civil war uh, al-kindi explains pilots sometimes drop bombs into caves since people seek shelter inside so that got me worried a bit he says apart from that it was a very enjoyable moment end quote the reason for this being disseminated is actually has to do with the perpendicular and parallel ley lines that are corresponding within that of the energetic numerology that is disseminated around the planet relative to what's happening with covid i know that might sound a little confusing if you guys got to pause to reverse that, I, I totally understand. And the reason for that is because if you look at the geographical coordinates placed within Yemen, which has also been known to be a very, you know, ancient, esoterically and very spiritually influenced land, which is so unfortunate that, you know, you see all the damage going on in the Middle East there. It's interesting because these coordinates 
are exactly a perpendicular, parallel, excuse me, to the other side of the planet's coordinates where there allegedly was an old Soviet Union uh, extraterrestrial uh, prison. Conveniently enough, thankfully, total, total fluke, as I was doing my notes in the last handful of days to prepare for this, Anomalian.com came out with an article here. General Secretary of the Soviet Union built a secret prison for aliens. The history of the Soviet Department of Men in Black is still hidden from ordinary people. Those who served there even after many years are reluctant to talk about their work in the alien unit of the GRU. Okay, reports life.ru. .ru is the, the Russian uh, prefix for, you know, like how we have .com. So let's take a look. If we see over here, again, secret departments, the Committee of Five, and all these different things, the Secretary General put together a secret squad of alien hunters for a number of reasons. We see here again, these different, these uh, particular alien craft. Now, what I find interesting about these particular alien, alien craft, excuse me, is notice the little indent, as James Fox has also pointed out too, of these UFOs. And also, Maria Farmer has gotten me into this topic quite substantially pertaining to the tether. Why some of these craft have indents only on one part, as we've seen, and I'll be putting up, Camden will be putting up some pictures, excuse me, of these UFO craft with indents, just a little indent within one part of the sphere shape, if you will. What we're going to find here is that, look at look at this right here, the scale, and I quote, uh, according to anomalian.com, of the tracking of aliens turned out to be such that in each military unit on the territory of the country, there was a special officer responsible for collecting and transmitting data about UFOs to higher authorities. Okay, up to 98% of what is happening in the sky is explained by natural causes, but even these features must be recorded. All right, now we'll see over here. Shortly before permission to use the weapon, all right, because a pilot, a Russian pilot wanted to shoot down a, an alien craft, he, the pilot reported, quote, there was a strong vibration in the fuselage. The feeling is that now the wings will be torn off, end quote. Interesting that this pilot was also able to have this type of feeling, if you will, that was able to project and sort of emit the train of thought relative to what Don Phillips has spoken about, in addition to that of within the Project ISIS, where the Russians went to Egypt and noticed within the pyramids that there were small little tubes for light to travel. And I bring up Don Phillips because he mentioned within that of the uh, extraterrestrial craft, the way they didn't have cords or wires or anything like that. They had one small little tube in which different color-coded lights would travel in using light memory, light DNA, light healing abilities for different, um, different various, uh, I guess you could say, obligations or tasks, if you will. So we find that this alleged prison and its coordinates are parallel to that of Ye um, Yemen's... Uh, uh, Yemen's, excuse me, well of hell here, right? We see that this could in fact be a little bit of a cover-up relative to the time in which these articles came out to sort of say, okay, let's sort of, you know, put the, the metaphorical blanket over things and cover it all up. Now, take a look at defense.gov. DOD announces the establishment of the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group, AOI-MSG. Now, allegedly, this is this is the, the Department of Defense not wanting to disclose anything pertaining to extraterrestrials and UFOs. Christopher Mellon and Lou Elizondo are very strongly against this. They say this is exactly how they covered things up many years ago. They're just trying to do it again, showing that there's different factions within that of the shadow government, if you will. We see here, NewYorkTimes.com. Pentagon forms a group to examine unexplained aerial uh, sightings. All right. The announcement follows a report that failed to clarify a strange phenomenon observed by military pilots and others over the past two decades. Now, we will see here again that they will not be reporting the head of this of this uh, new task force will not be reporting 
whether classified or unclassified uh, reports to Congress. Again, we see here different factions fighting back. What we're noticing from these articles, folks, are literally internal factions fighting as we literally watch it right in front of our eyes. Now, take a look at this right over here. What we're going to find from howandwise.com, U.S. Navy veteran who first saw Tic Tac UFO in 2004 was ridiculed by Defense Department. The same de Defense Department that is saying, no, 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 we're going to look into things now. There, There is a faction within the Defense Department that is trying to cover up and continually cover up the extraterrestrial I guess you could say um, the extraterrestrial agenda and disclosure. Not that the disclosure being worked on on the other angle is a good thing, but again, we have to weigh our options here, right? So if we see according to the register.com, we haven't even gone to the best parts yet, folks. China's hypersonic glider didn't just orbit Earth. It fired a missile while at Mach 5. Middle Kingdom suggests the U.S. is making it all up to justify arms development. As if. Now again, this is according to the register.com. We have a little bit of skepticism here and you name it. However, what we'll find is that these cover stories are parallel to that of what we found within certain Russian, uh, I guess you could say Russian uh, supersonic anti-ballistic missile uh, tests as well, classified ones, because there are UFOs and aliens all over the place that are getting close and cl closer and closer to these weapons. Now, and I mean, not closer to getting them, I mean closer to actually just observing them because of what's coming. Now, you might be saying, okay, Dave, what's coming? Well, you remember the example that I gave at the very beginning about how, you know, you and your partner have to go into these bases and, you know, <clears throat> try and uh, try and penetrate it and things like that. Well, what I'm finding here is that we'll notice, okay, the universe responds to certain things the same way a web browser responds to something without a user telling it to do, uh, telling it what to do. Sort of like, for example, when, uh, you know, web browsers, when you type in a certain address, all you have to do is type in the address, you press enter, and then the web, uh, your web browser knows where to go. The universe seems to be the composition of that same type of sub-holographic, isotopic, and sub-atomic composition in order to create things like uh, anomalies in the space-time continuum like pocket dimensions, in order to create other things like, again, the ability, very sadly, for child trafficking to occur as we discuss, discuss much more extensively on our Patreon. Now, how do we know this? Well, let's take a look at some patents that show the duopolistic system is one big theater or stage, and you'll see why I say this. Now, I want to make it very clear as a disclaimer, just because patents are filed doesn't mean they have, they've been invented, but look at the timing and coincidence of this. This is patents.google.com, all right, so the United... Uh, the United States, all right, files a patent for field effect of an anti-gravity flight engine, okay? And then we go to Gyazo.com or Gyazo. The CCP has filed the same thing, okay? Then let's jump on over back to Google. Anti-gravity propelling device for mercury spheres, okay? We then hop over to Gyazo. CCP's got the same thing. Let's hop on over to here again, anti-gravity system. Boom, CCP's got the same thing with that same type of tether design as seen in the photo that I just, uh, that Camden just put up for you guys within that Anomalian article of those three or four UFOs having that sort of tether in the middle. Okay, now let's jump on over to reddit.com. The mysterious tower on the far side of the moon found by Soviet spacecraft Zond 3, July 1965. That is clearly a structure of some sort. Again, could be natural. And if it is, then why hasn't NASA simply said, oh, it's just natural and take a look, here it is. Because again, it's a cover-up. Look at the tower. Again, and I say this because it seems as though relative to the Saturn moon matrix mind control grid, this tower on the moon acts as a sort of antenna relative to the Project Mannequin, NSA, 
okay? And overall project lace, low-level augmentative crossbreeding experimentation that occurs within that of China relative to the CCP leader, uh, leaders that are disseminating this entire operation. And we have the motherships close to the sun that orbit this sort of mind control soul trap grid using Necronomicons and the seven rays of the Kabbalah. Okay, in order to create that inverted system by making us as individuals feel like we are at fault right off the bat as we are born. Now, we see over here, according to Vice.com, credible UFO reports are being ignored. Declassified Canadian government documents revealed. Why are, <clears throat> excuse me, why are they being ignored? We see here, and I quote by Daniel Otis, unlike in the US, UFO reports in Canada pretty much get shit canned. Declassified files obtained by motherboard show, end quote. They get shit canned. Because again, it all has to do with, unfortunately, the Americans controlling the narrative. And I don't mean Americans, and when I say unfortunately, I don't mean Americans. I mean, unfortunate that the treaties in which have recently expired are creating that sort of formulation and dissemination of different factions with very, um, I guess you could say, depraved and very unfortunate intentions. And we know this because take a look at some of the recent articles that have come out in the last handful of days, even hours. Look, techexplore.com, mainstream media websites, transformational approach to machine learning could accelerate search for new disease treatments. All right. Researchers have developed a new approach to machine learning that learns how to learn and outperforms current machine learning methods for drug design, which in turn could accelerate the search for new disease treatments. They already have it. But again, the dissemination of that treaty of the old arc of uh, the old Draco Treaty not being uh, renewed, as we spoke about in the last couple weeks relative to, again, the secret space program, Dan Winters, Laura Eisenhower. We see here, again, these mainstream media articles are being pushed out so quickly. Look at this one right here. Fizz.org. Researchers propose a simpler design for quantum computers. Oh, I didn't know there could even be a simpler one. How convenient. November 29th. And by the way, the Tech Explorer article came out November 29th. Let's check over here. TechExplore.com. November 29th. New software allows industrial robots to achieve touch sensitivity and precision close to human hands. November 29th. Interestingly enough, right? Uh, PRNewsWire.com. November 16th. BlackRock Neurotech's Move Again Brain Computer Interface System receives breakthrough device designation from the FDA. Okay, and what I'm going to have Camden do, if it's all right, is put up a, a two-minute clip of Don Phillips speaking about the handheld devices that can cure cancer for the FDA at this very moment. Because again, you will see here that it all goes through the FDA. Make of that as you will relative to what's going on, on, the, on the, in the world right now. But again, I'll take a quick little pause so Camden can put this in there. Okay, so you guys see that? All right, now. Take a look at this. Fizz.org, November 29th. Innovative silicone nanochip can reprogram biological tissues in the living body. Look at this right here. Fizz.org, November 29th. Researchers shrink camera to the size of a salt grain. Again, and look at the universities in which are disseminating the, these results and saying they found the results. Stanford, Harvard, Princeton, Indiana. Again, Salt Lake City University, right? We see here the different universities, look, Stanford, again, over and over again, University of Cambridge, ironic, isn't it, that the alleged Majestic 12 or Zodiac, as they're now called, seems to, are the ones that allegedly control the information coming from these universities. You see, you see the connections here, folks. You see the way in which this is occurring. Now, synchedreview.com. Google, Cambridge U, and Alan Turing Institute propose Polyvit, a, 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 a universal transformer for image, video, and audio classification. A universal transformer. 
What does that remind you of? The alien war plans Paul Benowitz document, Paul Benowitz document, excuse me, where aliens coming in had to have that, that chip in their brain, had to tap into a, a particular software system. Again, a sort of universal system for images, languages, data. <laughs> it's right in front of us, folks. So without further ado, I'd like to thank you so very much for watching. And I hope that you see relative to, again, the title of this episode, that the harvesting of this information in an energetic form is actually, again, inverting the way in which we perceive things so that we don't notice the way in which all of this is playing out. So let me know what you think, and we'll catch all of you very, very soon. Cheers.